One by one, we're back. Hello and welcome to another edition of Die Bundesliga show uh, with myself, Devo, Gav Mack, somehow in the top left-hand corner. Something's gone a bit awry there, but it's all right. We move. Uh, I to change that. That's, it's fine. I don't, hey, I, hey. Hey. <laughs> Technician in the house. Technician in the house. And uh, Florian, how are you doing, my friend? I'm fine, but a little tired because I watched uh, the whole damn US election last night. Yeah, yeah. So, so and, uh, I, didn't wish to. I didn't wish to, but my daughter wouldn't sleep, so I ended up watching it as well. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's the reason we all have glasses in the, in the face today, so no one can see our tired <laughs> eyes. <laughs> well, we got, we got no um, sunglasses this week, so it shows that... Uh, I've, I've had know. more kip since last week. Last week was last week was tough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, a lot to talk about this week. Um, some great goals. Um, some good officiating. Some good VAR usage. I thought personally, anyway. Uh, and um, some great victories for some sides as well. Um, there was three teams that were undefeated going into this weekend, and now there are two. And um, still three teams who are without a win um, and three guesses who they are. We'll get into that in a bit. One of them is Schalke. Um, <laughs> we will start there, actually. We'll start with Schalke. Um, just before we do that, obviously, guys, uh, for those of you who are watching this on the Football Dugout channel, please make sure that you like the video, subscribe. And also, if you could be so kind to do so at the two up top football channel as well. Gav Mack would be very, very grateful and you'll get a lot of lovely content from those guys as well. Uh, also, follow us on the socials. Should be at the bottom of your screen. Uh, at 2 up top football at TFB Dugout. And um, Florian doesn't have social media because he's too cool. Uh, one thing I did discover, uh, though, it, one thing I did discover earlier on today, um, if you put Wolfram Bundesliga, videos come up with him. From yeah. when, when, from when he first got involved with two up top, and now more so with um, football dugout as well. Lovely. So there is a way to find flow. Just put Florian. <laughs> actually, I have uh, lots of social media, but just not Twitter. You know, Twitter is like the only platform I'm not using. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Because Twitter is a weird place, man. It's a strange place. You have to go in there with a with a mindset of just like knowing Twitter is a strange place. You can't take it too seriously. You've been told, you've been uh, told it's a smart move, pal. Smart <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sure he wrote the message before he heard that I'm on Insta, Facebook, Snapchat, and so on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the first game of the weekend that we're going to discuss, and that is Schalke uh, at home to Stuttgart. And Schalke... Picking up, hold on, we've kind of cut Florian off here. Let's uh, let's move things around. That's a bit better, isn't it? There so we can God. give Florian God. properly. Um, bit of a close-up, don't you? Sit back. Um, Schalke, people decipher my age. Um, Schalke at home to Stuttgart. Um, Schalke took the lead in this game, which is the first time they've done that in a very long time. And we actually cracked a few jokes about it in the, in the WhatsApp group. Um, but lo and behold, they weren't they weren't able to keep it. End up with a draw, which is akin to a win for Schalke these days. Um, a much better performance from them, I believe, in this game. Um, but I mean, 
Is there any respite for Schalke? Can you see them uh, picking up a, a win at any time soon? I'll come to you first, Flo. What do they have to do to turn the corner? Well, actually, they just uh, needed to play a cup match against the fourth league squad. So they had their, their first win of the season today, <laughs> yesterday in the cup. But I have to tell you, it was, well, it was a very tough game for Schalke. The amateur club was leading, won the Schalke turned around, but <laughs> had a penalty against them and Fairman saved it. And in the end, they had two counter-attacks scoring the 3-4-1 and, four one and uh, reached the next round. But that's, that's a small step. And uh, their coach, Manuel Baum, he just compared them to a, to a bottle of ketchup before the match. He said, you have, you have to push more and more on the bottle. We like the bottle and someday we will come out and everything will come out. I don't know. I leave it to that. Can't imagine it will be that successful. <laughs> but what an somehow, analogy. There, there could be a win for Schalke. I personally hope it's maybe in 10 or 12 games because then they have uh, broken the uh, infamous record from uh, the Tasmania Berlin squad 50 years ago. You don't know Tasmania Berlin, not a problem. That's because they always lost. <laughs> uh, one, one guy I do want to talk about in Schalke, well, there's two players who, who stand out for me. One is this guy here, Harit, uh, who looked a real player when they first <clears> signed him. Um, Hasn't really done that, whether it's it's due to injury or just loss of form. But how integral is he to uh, any sort of form that Schalke will wish to to pick up, um, Gav? They they need any, all the help that they could, that they could get right now. Um, before I talk about Harry, I just wanted to say that because um, people won't know, but we had our WhatsApp group as as, as obviously us lot know. But from the moment that Schalke went one 0 up, I spent the next for the rest of the evening creating a thread of things that have happened since Schalke last won <laughs> and and then Stuttgart equalized and I thought you know what screw it, I'm gonna carry on doing it anyway. <laughs> 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 so if you go if you go to the top Twitter page there's a thread of about 20 things that have happened since Schalke last won. But um but no they they need they need a bit of class and that's why I decided to drink some red wine tonight and Harry can, uh, can provide that but the issue is he, he can't do it by himself and there's there's so many clubs in world football that have got that one decent spark but if the other 10 don't want to play with them then they're pretty screwed you know um, one player oh, I did mark out a lot last season and I felt sorry for him and I felt that a lot of big clubs should have gone in for him because I think defensively he's very good is Sane the the centre half that's where they, they need to try and build a back four around him because he is he he's the guy he's very very good he's got every he's got all the attributes that you need from a centre half it's just the fact that the three lads he plays with at the back are also not very uh, are, are not very good <laughs> like like the rest of the Schalke side. Mm. Harriet, they need to keep Harriet fit though. They need to get Harriet fit, um, and and he will be able to add towards the creativity. And with that, they might be able to pick up a couple of victories. Well, it was his cross uh, for the goal. Um, the youngster Tior first goal uh, for Schalke, uh, and then a penalty was given away by your guy Sane. Um, uh, firstly, it wasn't given, and then it went to VAR, and it was clearly handled. It was a oh, clear handball. Within the laws of the game, there's not much he could have done about it. 
but within the laws of the game, it's a clear handball. So it's the right decision in that in that regard. I feel yeah. sorry for the actually, goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, go on, Flo. Uh, actually, the penalty in the cup was also caused by Sane because he tried a little butt Spencer action and beating his uh, opponent <laughs> just on the head. <laughs> Maybe Gav, you should overthink your. Uh, Honestly, though, no. On the whole, on the whole, Sane. Sane is he's a good defender. He uh, he he genuinely is. Well, we'll, we'll, he, yeah. He's got the world on his shoulders. That's what it is. We know we know what Gav's like with bigging up players. We'll come on to that a bit later in the show. Um, <laughs> but he had a bit of a howler with this one as well. Um, <laughs> you made me uh, feel uneducated, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to move on to Stuttgart, uh, Stuttgart will be uh, a bit upset they didn't win this. I think on the, on the run of play, they should have probably picked up the three points. Um, just a personal thing where it's not just you, Gav. Uh, Kaladzic, I put him in my dream team and made him my star striker and he came off at half time. Uh, so it's not just you. We all we all do it. Uh, we all do it. But, um, Stuttgart, a point away from home at Schalke. Uh, I saw the manager say afterwards that they're pleased to get that. I can't see how they'd be pleased considering how bad Schalke have been. Uh, but as we said before in the last few shows, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, but but you, you have to remind that Stuttgart is uh, coming from second league and has uh, two relegations or has had two relegations in the last four years. So if the officials were saying after a match at Schalke, a club which is settled in the Bundesliga or which has is one of the seven best clubs in Bundesliga history and just saying that, yeah, okay, this is not enough for us and we we need to achieve more, they would uh, cause a problem during the uh, regarding the expectations of their fans. So they were just trying to slow it down a little that they uh, stay in, in safe waters this year. That yeah. The expectations of the fans and the media around Stuttgart is not too high. I believe that's the reason why they were uh, acting like that. I mean, like, if you turn around to any Stuttgart fan at the beginning of the season and said, after six games, you would have only lost one game, they would bite your hand off with that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. even sure. though it is Schalke and Schalke are awful, you know, it's still not a defeat and they are away from home. So, yeah. I, 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 I'd be disappointed that I'd only walk away with a point from that game. But on the grand scheme of it, to look that you've played six games, one, two, drawn three... You know, I'd be happy with that. And another promoted side is up next, and that's Armenia Bielefeld uh, at home to Dortmund, which is a bit of a local rivalry. Um, Dortmund haven't won there uh, in over 20 years, um, but they have now. Um, no Haaland, no problem, as long as you've got Mats Hummels. A brace from Hummels will, took the three points in this game. And for me, Dortmund looked like... Uh, they looked like a cohesive unit again. They were playing some really good stuff. Could have been more than two. Um, ahead of Die Classica next weekend, which we'll get into a bit later. But um, Dortmund now has four wins in four and four clean sheets in four. Um, they've got to be pleased, Dortmund fans, right? Kev? Definitely. Definitely. They've only conceded two goals this season. So... They, 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 they should be they should be very happy with, with with that you know it was a bit of rocky the first couple of games but yeah as you said four wins from four that's what you want and it's not just four wins from four they're four convincing wins from four so yeah you can say oh yeah they only scored two goals in this game but they were it was never in doubt all 11 players oh there she goes um all 11 yeah. players wanted to play for each other didn't they so you know why? Why would you? Why would you complain with that? Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously a local local rivalry, and Bielefeld having the good record that they had, 
would Billerfeld have came into this game thinking that perhaps they could have taken something from this club? Um, I believe they were very, very focused on defending. They would just wanted maybe or trying to achieve a, a nil-nil at the end, but um, I can't imagine that they really had uh, high hopes or high expectations to win. These aren't the games they need to win at home. They need to win at home again. Schalke, Cologne, Mainz, something like that. So I think for Bielefeld it was yeah, with just some good kind of experience playing against Dortmund, playing against those players, maybe growing a little bit to these experiences. And uh, 0-2 is quite an okay result. They will focus on the next games and uh, try to to um, yeah take the best from that one for the next game. And just a word on, on Mats Hummels, uh, who has three goals in two games now, but also picked up a bit of an injury at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a massive blow if he's out for any length of time for, for Dorma, especially with the uh, game that's coming uh, up over the weekend. Looks like uh, a fire injury as well, doesn't it? Well, I see you you don't follow Mats Hummels on Twitter. We were no. talking about Twitter just a couple of minutes before. He tweeted, uh, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? Tweeted like, okay, bad news. I'm injured. Good news. I'm a very slow player, so it's not a bad injury. I was too slow for that. <laughs> I'll be fit for for the match on Saturday. In German, it's, oh, okay. uh, it's funnier because I can't explain it correctly in English, but uh, that's basically the essence of the tweet. Yeah. So, the media loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big three points to keep Dortmund on the tails of the leaders. Uh, so we move on to the next game, and that is Cologne at home to Dortmund. Now, Dortmund came into this game without Lewandowski. Uh, doesn't matter. They continue to pick up wins. Um, a penalty for Muller. And I found this penalty quite funny because it's, it's a Thomas Muller penalty. When you look at a lot of penalties that are taken now, there's all these stuttered run-ups and, and stop and starts, hops and skips. Muller just took two steps and put it in the corner. It's a very t- Thomas Muller, no frills penalty. Scored a goal, turn around, let's carry on. I, I, I quite like that. I quite like that. It's, it's um, the first time Muller's taken a penalty as well in about five years. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just a German mentality when it comes to penalties. They don't mess about, do they, Germans? Yeah. And, you know, Flo, Flo <laughs> will see that all the time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But from an English point of view, you know, we just wish that we had that confidence when it comes to penalties all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just well, you started the last World Cup, so mm. yeah, you had, England. You had a good start the last World Cup, but Thomas Müller is like he's really like the German type of German guys. You know, he's uh, very, very, very different. He's like the stereotypical German. He <laughs> really Bavarian. is. He's the most German German person in like yeah. in recent times. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a horse farm at home together with his wife and so on. And, yeah. So I mean, you Germany. can see him in leather pants all the time. Leather hosen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second goal for Bayern coming from Gnabry, who is just growing into a world-class talent, and that is really, really painful from an Arsenal fan, considering how little we got for him. Um, but anyway, that's in the past. We'll move on. Uh, <laughs> a great goal. I don't know what it is about Bayern Munich, but they seem to just be able to replicate Robin with whoever they put on that side of the pitch. It's a very Robin-esque goal coming inside on his left to curl it into the corner. Um, Sane did the same in the Champions League against Salzburg, which was a crazy game. Um, 6-2, if you're unaware, 6-2 for Bayern away to Salzburg. Uh, Cologne got the goal back through Drexler. 
um, which was a bit of a strange goal in that uh, he didn't really know about it. Uh, <laughs> it was given offside at first and then VAR uh, gave it as a goal. Cologne very without tight, a win. Very tight. It was very tight, but it was a correct decision. I think there's a lot of those this week in, in Germany, a lot of decisions that were tight, uh, but VAR tend to get tend to get it right. Um, there was also one kind of Mane-type offside in one of the games that is coming up a bit later. But um, Cologne, obviously, at home to Bayern Munich, they're not going to expect much. Still without a win. The run continues. Again, much like Schalke, what do they need to do to, to stop this bad form, Gav? Um, they need to start playing from the off rather than start playing with 15 minutes to go. That's what the issue is with Cologne. They love scoring late goals. Happened all of last season, predominantly after the restart. And it's happened again this season. You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago. They were, what was it, 3-0 down or whatever. They scored They scored um, two in the last 10 minutes again, last 10, 15 minutes. They need, to stop, they need to start learning how to play from the beginning. That's the issue. Any game against Bayern is always going to be a free hit. <laughs> because we 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 know what we know what Bayern can do. We know what they're about. And then when you're two 0 down at half time, you're thinking, oh. But they started off relatively brightly, but didn't they didn't push on from that? You know, that's what the issue was. The penalty once again, I think the penalty was really hard. I think this was more harsh in this game than it was in the Schalke game. He yeah, really didn't. He really didn't know anything about it in this one. I actually don't know if it hit his arm or if it hit his his like hip. It looked like it hit his hip. More so, his arm was by his side. But my understanding well, of the wait, ruling is that if your arm is, is within the silhouette, then it's not handball. I, I thought that was... And the, and the ball came, it looked like the ball came from his body, from Wolf, like Wolf's uh, leg to the arm. So yeah. It's hard. We, yeah, we it's were told harsh, that when the, when the ball comes from you, from a part of your body to your hand, something like that, in an uncontrolled way, shouldn't be a penalty. But I don't know if VR says it is. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. understand who always anyway. Complain, you know, who yeah. always complain? What do we know? But no, no I, I think I, I think it's incredibly harsh. But yeah, um, Cologne need to get on a bit of a run with teams in and around them, and they also need to be awake from the first <laughs> from from the from the off. You know what they need? They need an early goal in a game and see how they how they pan out from there. I think that's what that, that's that's what they need to start turning things around. But I fancy Cologne to stay at more so than Schalke all yeah, day. 100%. Maybe Cologne just need to write to the German FA and say, look, can we just have late kickoffs? Because yeah. uh, we, we start um, really badly. Um, can we, just can play we only play for 15 late? minutes? Can we, only, <laughs> can we start the game from 74? You know, yeah. then other than that, after that, they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and just a word on my favourite player at the moment, Joshua Kimmich, um, who was integral to the second goal, won the ball back, spread the ball out. Um, I just like talking about him. So, um, That's fine. Yeah. Should we just do I'm, a show one day? Just, I think just, just the, Joshua the Kimmich. Kimmich show. Yeah, just oh, have Kimmich the post him in the back. Yeah, Kimmich. Yeah. I'm love that. I love him. What a I'm player. <laughs> well, let's move on to, from a player that we all love, to a player that Gav absolutely loves. Love. Uh, and that is Andre Silva and his best mate, Gazdos. Frank Furt. Do we have to? Uh, well, we know it's your favourite thing to talk about. He, he just keeps scoring, Andre Silva. He just won't stop scoring. But such it? dead goals. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly. Like, like, people, some some people look at it. 
You have yeah, to be there to be No, no yeah, that's the thing. Some people would turn around and be like, well, he did everything he needed to do to get himself in that position. No, he just walked into the box. You know, the ball was put put on a plate for him. I fi- I fancy myself. I, I, I was a striker when I was a kid and I moved back to a left-back position. But I will still fancy myself as a aged left-back to get into that position and tap it on. I don't know if you're right for In Germany, we actually call him the uh, Frankfurt Thierry Henry right now. What? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Cut the show. Cut the show. Oh, my. (laughs) You cannot do that. Wow. That made Uh, me me throw up in my mouth. Oh, my God. I I I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say. Uh, Don't worry, it was a joke. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a poor joke. But... No, I'm, I'm still. Hurt. I'm still. Hurt. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> but yeah, we we were just yeah, we just are about, um, the same conversation. We were just talking about VAR, and um, there's there's an incident of VAR in this game where Frankfurt had a goal disallowed um, by Kamada in the first half, and it looked a bit like well, I don't understand what the check is for. Uh, here and it was another one of the Mane situations where the the shirt sleeve was slightly ahead of the defender as the through ball was given to to Andre Silva, I believe it was, who missed. Mm. Well, his shot was saved and then Kamada put in the rebound. Um, things like that. I know, obviously, the argument with offside is offside is offside. There is no, you know, the the, the line is there. You either one side of it or you're not. Um, so when it's tight like that. I suppose you have to give it, but it just seems like it's a bit, it's a bit too much. You know, there has to be some sort of advantage for the attacking player uh, somewhere down the line. I, I, I just think maybe they need to review that. They're actually looking at doing something like this in Holland. I was listening to, I was listening to, um, to a, a pod, and there was, there was lots of informed people from the from, from Holland that were talking about this thing that they're looking at doing, like a challenge. You know, like how they sort of like do challenges in cricket. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like with, with umpires call sort of thing. So you know, if the ball's bouncing in particular, I'm not going to go into too much detail on cricket. If you know, if no one knows anything about cricket, yeah, listeners please, please and you guys, uh, and I'm not going to do that, especially with the German guy in here, because there's no such thing as cricket in Germany. Um, but um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, the, the long and short of it is the umpire will give something, and if it doesn't quite. Or, or, or the, I'm sorry, the umpire will give something or they won't give something. They'll go to their video, their version of the video assistant referee, um, Hawkeye or whatever, and then they will be like, right, okay, is it enough to overturn or is it not enough to overturn? And in either way, they'll then go with the umpire's call and they're looking at doing something similar in football and the Dutch FA are looking to pioneer that and champion that. and. If, if I'm honest, the best country in the world that manages VAR is Holland because they were one of the first countries to do it. So I really hope that they look at doing this for the 21-22 season. I know it's going to be a long time before it comes over the rest of rest of Europe. But if they do, I think it will change VAR across the board for real. Which is needed. 
Uh, and another incident where I thought VAR, this time I think they got it wrong. Uh, and Frankfurt could have been quite upset, is the goal for Werder Bremen. Uh, in the build-up, I, I believe there was a foul on Baz Dost, uh, which wasn't looked at. Uh, there was another incident afterwards which, which was looked at. I can't remember why. It was on Baz Dost, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but but uh, I think Baz Dost uh, slipped away before. You don't think kind of funny. I don't think it, it was a foul, no. I think it looked funny so he because was, he's awkward. He's just really tall and awkward looking, but I think it was a foul. But he was slipping away and like the Bremen player was falling over Bastos. So it was yeah. like uh, a little bit for, for a clip show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a goal for the young American Josh uh, Sargent, uh, which is an easy name to pronounce. I think we need more Americans in Bundesliga just for that reason alone. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, there's a lot, of, a lot of hype around Josh Sargent. Um, can can he score the goals that Bremen need? Because they're they're not scoring many, are they? Outside of your guy Bittencourt, Flo, do do you believe that Josh Sargent is going to be a star for Bremen? Um, not really. I'm not not a big fan of him. I know he's he's still very very young, so uh, I might uh, might be wrong. But he's playing in Bremen now for for two years, something like that. He he wasn't. He was never a big factor or never showed to me that much potential because he often misses some chances. Of course, lack of experience, but it's obvious regarding to the age. I don't know. He's just just not the type of player I like. You know, like he's uh, kind of my Andre Silva, but just <laughs> in playing terms. I, I don't like his way of playing, but I don't really uh, detest him personally. Yeah. Okay, so I suppose he's kind of like... I don't know, the Dennis Bergkamp to Ante Silva's Thierry Henry. Um, let's move on. Oh, actually, Bremen are, are they undefeated in four or five now? I think it's. They're, they're, on, they're on a bit of a run. And once again, like they're, in, they're, they're another team. Uh, they're another team that have got a decent record. They've actually they've got the same record as Stuttgart um, this season. In fact, it's, um, it's Stuttgart, Union Berlin. Um, Frankfurt and Werder Bremen, all with the same record so far. And all four of those teams, if you turn, once again, if you turn around to them and said, at the beginning of the season, after six games, you only would have lost one game, they would all take it. They all would take it. Especially with Werder Bremen, how bad their season turned out last year. I felt yeah. they were unlucky with a lot of games last year, though, um, I must say. But they, at the end of the day, they had they ended up with 16th. That's a play, a playoff game. And if you don't put you put games to bed or you don't finish your dinner, you ain't gonna score. I think I think Sergeant is. I don't think it's the real deal. I, I really don't. I don't think he'll ever play for a top top club like a top four sort of thing. But I do feel that he would be one of those sort of players that would be knocking on the on the door of a top club, you know. And you look back and say, man, he should be. You know, I can see him playing for someone like an Everton. You know, yeah, or, or 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 maybe like a, a Villarreal, or yeah. um, you know, like just one of those clubs that are just on the cusp of big stuff, but not quite there. He's that type of player, but he's only twenty years old. Oh, LAFC. LAFC. Well, 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 he got the, the first nomination for the American national team this week, so maybe this is the first step in the right direction. I tell you what, that American national team in a couple of years is going to be uh, it's going to be a bit of a force. They got some real good players coming through in there, you Franks. Um, let's move on to Augsburg. Augsburg at home to the lowly Mites. Poor Mites. 
Paul might. So after last week's uh, performance where against Much and Gladbach, where it looked like they could take a lot of positives and almost, almost came out of that game with at least a point, um, it all kind of went downhill again away to Augsburg. Um, Ruben Vargas with uh, a brilliant goal, uh, overhead uh, kick for the opener. Uh, Andre Hahn, sorry, with two goals and a reply from Owizawal. Something like that. Onisivo, I'll say. Onisivo, yeah. I'll pronounce the V. The W is a V because he's playing in Germany. Yeah, I heard the guy. But real talk is African, so it's Onisivo. Onisivo. Yeah, Mike's. They are in massive, massive trouble. And if I'm not mistaken, I think their next game is at home to Schalke. Um, at the weekend, um, that is a massive game, massive game. Um, just to keep the the same theme going, what do mites have to do, Flo? What what is it that mites have to do to stop losing games? <laughs> well, well, the first step is the fixture next week. That's that's a very bright light to the horizon. But uh, I don't know. I, after the match against Leverkusen and uh, Gladbach, I thought, okay, it's just a matter of time. They maybe get get their first win or get uh, get their first points if they continue playing like this. But they they seem very unstable after they uh, conceded two one of course and, and scary. And um, I really don't know at the moment. Maybe just the the whole environment needs a little more to calm down because they had a couple of trouble or a bit of trouble a couple of weeks ago with Adam Salai. Maybe I just need to calm down a little more because that was, was always was uh, a big favor of mine that they have to call uh, call surrounding area around them that they um, can operate without any trouble, without any um, problems with the fans, expectations or something like that. So maybe that's, that's just it's just a little bit of uh, yeah calming down around them and uh, waiting. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to explain if a club is at the bottom of the league having not a single point after six matches. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's it's tough for them because, as as we said, the last two performances especially, they've looked like they've kind of been turning a the corner. They could take real positives out of that. And, and then to lose 3-1 to Augsburg, they were in the game for pretty much throughout. Uh, so it's not like they got turned over, but that's got to be a massive blow psychologically uh, where you just, you're playing well, but you're not picking up points. How, you know what? What else can they do, Gav? Um, they need to sort out their stuff defensively. They've conceded three goals on average, three goals per game, and that's that's the issue. I mean, like last week when you know, like um, Mateta, he was getting involved and he was scoring goals. It's nice, you know. They don't, they don't, they don't score enough goals, but they don't look that feared in front of goal. You know, they they don't feel it's they they, they don't really. Play, yeah, sorry, they don't play without fear in front of goal. They will try and attack. But as soon as they do that, it's, it's absolutely shagged at the back, isn't it? Um, that's a, I, was trying, I was trying to think of a, a nice way to put it, but I can't. And I think before the game, they would have seen that Niederlechner wasn't playing for Augsburg, who's a key man for Augsburg. So they would have, thought, have probably felt quite buoyed off that. But no, it's... It's 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 looking it's looking uh, it's not looking very good for for Mainz and yeah they're, they're at home next week against Schalke but I can't see them getting any more than a point 
Uh, in fact, I could actually see Schalke winning that game. Wow. And if they do that, and, 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 oh, I know. <laughs> um, uh, uh, honestly, if, if they do, we need to, I need to add the whole Trump Biden thing to my thread. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> there's even more things that have happened in 2020 yeah. since their last win. And um, Cologne, I don't know, I, I, I can't remember who Cologne have got off, off the top of my head. Uh, oh, they've got Werder Bremen, <laughs> they've got Werder Bremen yeah. away. So, um, Schalke potentially, uh, if, 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 if Cologne win that game and Schalke win that game, you know, there's going to be a big gap between Massive them gap. and Mainz, and then I'm, 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 I'm fearful. I'm fearful for Mainz. But yeah, it's defensively where they need to work out. Maybe they need to start thinking about, you know, packing out the midfield, you know, rather than playing wingers. Um, just, you know, just keep that, keep it really tight. Go with a, go with a four, five, one, you know, uh, and just ping long balls into Mateta is quick enough. Um, or, you know, just play, play two CDMs and, uh, and and a box to boxer rather than someone sort of in behind. I think I think that's the route that they need to go. And and as far as Augsburg, uh, a routine win at home. Um, you know, I think Augsburg are, are going to be okay. They don't. I mean, they had a little bit of a. They had a great start. They had a little bit of a rock, uh, and this hopefully will put them back on track as far as their fans are concerned. Uh, a good home win. Um, we will move on to the next one, which was a bit of a top-of-the-table clash. Um, Glasbach at home, picking up the three points against RB Leipzig. And much of Glasbach off the back of a, well, just a brilliant weekend, a brilliant week, uh, if you include their win uh, against, uh, who did they play the other day? Just yesterday, I forgot. Shakhtar Donetsk, that's it. Shakhtar Donetsk, who were top of their Champions League group and then took an absolute beating. 6-0. Uh, <laughs> a beating's being nice. Oh, absolute thumping. Um, and Glasbach, before that, they, you know, they picked up the three points at home to Leipzig, gave Leipzig their first loss of the season. And um, funnily enough, it was a Leipzig player who scored the winner, Hannes Wolf, who's on loan from Leipzig. And uh, this is why I like, this is what I like about uh, uh, German football, because in England, you wouldn't be allowed to play against your parent club. Well, um, I remember one time actually it did rule. happen. Do you remember? It was um it was Lamana Lua Lua. And he it was, was it was, Port, it was, it was Portsmouth. Portsmouth versus Newcastle. And yeah. um he was on loan from Newcastle at Portsmouth, I think, or the other way around, whichever way. Mm. But he, he they, they allowed him to play and he scored. And I just thought, wow. Um because um, you know, let, let's let's remember from old school football manager and stuff. You know, you have a clause when you loan a player can play against uh, the opposition, can play in cup games. You can say yes or no about those, and it's the same. It's the same with um, Coutinho. Coutinho, you know, he was on loan from Barcelona at yeah. Bayern Munich and came off the bench and got involved in stuff. So yeah, I think it's silly stuff, really, but it's a really good finish. Just, I think it's just the Premier League that does it because in Italy. Yeah. In Italy, um, I mean, half the players in Italy are on loan anyway. So, I mean, anyone that Juventus would play against in, in Italy wouldn't be able to play half their team. And they used to have co-ownership in Italy yeah. as well. If you so, I think it's just... An, I, I don't understand the rule uh, of not being able to play against your parent club. I don't know if it's put in place because they think maybe that, you know, this, this team is their actual club, so they may do something a bit, you know, William Gallas-like. 
where but, he's he's threatened to score on goals or whatever. But mm. I, I, don't, I don't get but, it. I, I don't get the logic behind it because if you like, if you loan a player to a club, you loan him away because he's obviously not good enough for the first eleven, for the starting eleven, or has no chances at the moment because he came from an injury or something like that. Yeah. So if I give a player away who isn't good enough for my top eleven, why should I be afraid of him playing against him with another team? So. Well, this is why. Because <laughs> he'll pop up and score. Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> um, this looked like a good game from what from what I saw. The highlights, two very good teams going it. And I just want to say something about Munch and Gladbach's kit as well. They they wore a, a special kit to celebrate 120 years, uh, and it it that's a sexy kit. It was absolute flames. It that's what it was. That's the yeah, only sexy, way to put it. Yeah, if, go and check that out if you haven't seen it. it it's a one-off kit. And I think they should just make that their kit. It was absolute. Do you know what? Like, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and look for it. Yeah, brilliant kit. Have you um, seen the both of the logos? Both of the uh, with black logos. Yeah, they have like the the logo at the moment. Yeah, and then and the old the, at their former logo on the other side. But uh-huh. it's, uh, in Germany, it became a kind of routine that clubs celebrate the jubilees against Leipzig. And they have special jerseys against Leipzig, you know, because Leipzig is a club without any tradition. And all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> basically, every, every, every year, as like Gladbach 120 years, I don't know, two years ago, it was Augsburg 125 years, and so on and so on. You have like three or four matches already in the short time of Leipzig in the Bundesliga when some team just celebrated their birthday against Leipzig and had a special jersey just to show that they have more tradition. Yeah, and, uh, they're probably treated like the Queen. <laughs> it's like we've got, we've, we've, Leipzig, got Leipzig, yeah. we've got Leipzig in February. When's your when, when, when's your centenary? November. Ah, oh, screw it. We'll just wear it against Leipzig anyway. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Leipzig should be like now. It should be like, well, this is 15 years of Leipzig, and then you know. <laughs> just start yeah, yeah, <laughs> they had actually the 10 year anniversary there you go yeah <laughs> exactly and this is actually the first time much Gladbach have ever beaten leipzig um in in their or well, in leipzig's rich history um but yeah as i said it, it seemed like a good game uh, some good opportunities for both sides uh, both are in good form um leipzig just didn't really have that uh, killer touch in front of goal Jan Sommer made some good saves um, to keep the clean sheet from Munch and Gladbach. Um, Leipzig no longer top of the table. Um, do you think they're, they're, I mean, they're looking to re- rebound. They've had a tough week, obviously losing five to Man United in the Champions League. They've got PSG today. Um, if they lose that, that could be three losses on the bounce. Uh, could that be a real big dent in their confidence moving forward, Flo? In terms of achieving the Champions League, I don't believe so, because they're definitely uh, three, one of the three best teams in the Bundesliga. I see Gladbach, uh, Dortmund, Leipzig and Bayern a little ahead of Leverkusen and Gladbach throughout the whole season. But in Germany, it is once you lose the spot at the top of the table to Bayern Munich, they most likely don't give it away anymore. Mm. So that's kind of it for their champion or hopes <laughs> of being champion. I would say, but next week is uh, the German. I don't know the, the name German Classico. I hate it because it was just like made up a couple of years ago when Dortmund was big. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just before that that match, maybe they draw or something like that, and Leipzig can take a chance again and go on top of the table. 
but yeah, we will see. But that's the issue, isn't it? Once you get there, you have to stay there. It's like you said, you yeah. can't keep buying a sniff. Uh, so there's so much pressure in being. Some teams, uh, you know, they do better chasing, but you can't Absolutely. chase. Buying. You can't chase buying. You have to lead them. Uh, so it's a bit unfortunate. Um, Gav's disappeared there. He's he's looking for the. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. He's looking for the Mojang Glassback kit. Um, I, 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 I need to find it. I need, I, the, the world needs to see it. <laughs> Just a word on Mojang Glassback. Uh, they seem to have uh, hit a bit of form. Uh, they started a little bit earlier on in the season. Uh, they seem to be hitting some real form at the moment. They, they, you know, they they're playing some really good attacking football. Um, do you think that they could keep this up and really challenge, you know, the likes of Leipzig and Dortmund um, to get into the Champions League again next season? After the last two or three matches, yeah, yeah. I think so. They, um, yeah, they, they seem to have found their form, and uh, if they can can keep it after the national game break because that's always a form breaker or often a form breaker in Germany they're definitely very strong in the race for the top four okay get, get with you. yeah I'll send it it's my um it's my it's it's my it's my camera being a being a being a bit of a so and so but um I I can tell you that I do have imagery <laughs> uh, of 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 this kid, um, so it should be coming up on the screen any second now. Um, so it's just thinking about it. It's thinking about it. It's thinking about it. Swing, 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 swing. Oh, bam! Oh, there you go. <laughs> Look at that beauty. Look That's at a beautiful that. Kit. They changed the font for it as well, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Look at I look like at that, that gorgeousness. I do like that. Absolute stunner. Quite nice. Absolute goodness. stunner, Carl Steve Austin. <laughs> uh, We're going to move on to our next fixture. And this one obviously made Flo very happy. Um, Leverkusen picking up three points away to Freiburg with a 4-2 victory. Another brace for Malario. Um, Schick. Who needs Schick? And, um, you know, a goal from Amiri. A beautiful goal from Amiri. And a goal from the substitute Tar as well, picking up the three points. Um, not a very straightforward game. Uh, the scoreline, I think, flatters Bayer Leverkusen a bit. Um, this could have really gone the other way early. Uh, early goal for Freiburg from Hola. And um, Hola, 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 Hola. <laughs> Every time he scores, I sing that. <laughs> yeah. What's the other one? What's the Gwen Stefani song? Hola, Bat Girl. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also the, the VAR played a part in this one as well because uh, the referee gave a red card to Sven Bender uh, for a challenge thinking he was the last man when clearly Tapsoba was right next to him <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't understand why he gave the red card in the first place but he was asked to go and have a look on the monitor changed his mind, gave the yellow card and that could have been a, a massive, massive blow for Leverkusen, because I believe that was a 1-0, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that could have been 10 men, 1-0 down, uh, and who knows what could have happened from there. And then the defensive mistake allows Alario to get the first, and really from there, Leverkusen didn't really look back. Uh, so Flo, um, another big win for Leverkusen, two more goals for Alario. How happy are you at the moment? Uh, very happy. My favourite city in Germany, playing against my favourite club. Usually a, a must-see in a stadium match for me, but uh, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, as you already said, Leverkusen was really, really lucky with the VAR decision because uh, usually you don't come back when you're 1-0 down in Freiburg, especially not with a man uh, left. But uh, luckily, they could keep Bender and uh, actually it seems that there was or Leverkusen was playing with 12 players because Höfler from Freiburg had like the most terrible day of his uh, career. He was, uh, he, he, could, he couldn't stop assisting for, for Leverkusen. He was... The poor bugger. <laughs> He's the playmaker we missed since Harvard left, yeah. <laughs> but it was also a pure class of Malario when he uh, sneaked away the ball before the 1-1, uh, when he was like smelling the ball from, uh, from Höfler coming that way. Yeah. The finish 2-1 was uh, was great against the direction of uh, where the keeper was headed. And we don't need to talk about uh, Amiri's goal. Was just no, well, no, it's <laughs> terrible. Amiri's goal. Awful. Awful. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, do, I do want to say something about Alavio. Do you feel that he needs to look at his family tree um, and work out if he has got any other nationalities in him other than Argentinian? Because... Argentina, they've always and consistently, even to this day, have way too many strikers and or uh, and or forward players. And I like him. He offers something different, but he doesn't offer anything different to the Argentinian national side. Do you feel that he's a bit disappointed in a way that he's 31 years old and he's not going to be able to be a regular for the Argentinian side? Um, no, because um, actually he's like... Uh, he has a better view from the Argentinian national coach than from our coach in Leverkusen, although he was uh, most of the time on the bench. And Cesar Luis Menotti, you know, the coach who uh, coached Argentina in 78, I believe, he just yeah. said, Alario is the second best striker behind Messi in the national team. So he has the support of, uh, of, of the public and of the experts in Argentina. So I believe he... He can play a good role in the national team, at least for the upcoming uh, Copa America next year, and maybe yeah, next summer, yeah. for the world for the World Cup. But to be honest, after the World Cup 22, he's too old. He's oh, 28 now, Definitely. and then in two years he will be 30. Oh, sorry, I thought he was older. I thought he was older. I thought he was about 30 odd now. Ah, he just looks older. Just looks older. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, not, not like the two of you who look younger, yeah. Like, Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was, I got ID'd again the other day. Yeah. Got, uh, you don't think I'm making <laughs> you off? Honestly, I, I swear to God, honestly. What I got ID'd ID get... to buy alcohol or to buy cigarettes because that would be. Well, you're both uh, 18 for both now, isn't it? No, it's gone up. It's 18 no, now. And, um, yeah. It was, it was just to buy some filters to go with go with the old tobacco. Um, and they were like, yeah, you've got any ID? I was like, really? <laughs> like, do these bags not sell it to you? Honestly. That is what it is. All right, just a quick word on Freiburg, because uh, our guy Nils Pettersson, again, uh, scoring from the bench. That's just what he does. Uh, the Bundesliga record holder for goals from off the bench. Mm, 26, 26 now. Yeah, mm. that's, that's Crazy. But he's, like, he's also good as a starting eleven, and in the pre-match interview, Christian Streich, the coach, said, "I wish I had two Nils Petersen, one to play <laughs> from the beginning, and one as a substitute afterwards." Well, you never know with science nowadays; they might be able to sort that out for you. Um, let's move on to the next one. 
Uh, Hertha Berlin, who I have cursed from the beginning of the season, uh, at home to Wolfsburg. And uh, Hertha Berlin just can't buy a win at the moment. Um, there's a lot of chances in this game for them to actually go and get the winner. They just couldn't hit the target for love nor money. Um, Gab's favourite guy, Matthias Cunha, with the goal early on. A bit of a strange one. He slipped when he hit it, but perfect placement. Uh, and then Baku with a brilliant strike to equalise. Um, Hertha Berlin now with no win, I believe, in five. I believe it is now. Um, down the wrong end of the table. Uh, obviously, for me, they have too much talent in that squad to really get sucked into a relegation battle. But will their fans start to worry? Especially as well as uh, when you look at how good Union are doing and you're supposed to be the club in Berlin and you're you're sitting quite far behind Union as well. Gav, do you want to start? Because you're like uh, original Berliner, Berlin guy. Oh, wait. No, he's disappeared. He's, he's, he's not happy with that. He's gone. Okay. So I, <laughs> I take on the, the, the Berlin role. I guess the Hertha fans will start complaining someday that uh, Union is, is going their way, but uh, Hertha not. But I believe until the winter transfer window, there will be a little bit, uh, will stay calm, you know, because there's a lot of money in the club now. Maybe they are able to sign one or two players in the winter, just check them a little and uh, play a better second round of the Bundesliga. But um, yeah, it's definitely I mean, not it, what uh, Hertha was expecting. You know, Bruno Labbadia is waiting. Yeah, for his 100. Yeah, for his 100 for five games now. Yeah, they have spent some money at Hertha Berlin, so they, they've. That's that's exactly why. Um, well, they kind of suckered me in to believe that they would be doing very well this season because they they've bought some really good players. Um, but that's just not clicking at the moment. Um, and on the other hand, Wolfsburg uh, are still. You know, uh, they they've got another draw. Have Wolfsburg lost this season. Are they no, still they still undefeated, aren't they? But it's all draws. Yeah. Uh, I think they've yeah. only won one game and not, they've nothing worked. Yeah. So, I mean, after last week's win at Bielefeld, uh, another draw. So they've gone back to what they know best. Um, it's a bit of a strange one with Wolfsburg. You know, um, good team, just can't score goals. They're not scoring enough goals this season um, to really push on. And Gav is back. There he is, as if he never left. Uh, <laughs> um, so your guy, Cunha, we were just talking about her to Berlin. And, what a player. Uh, Yeah, and um, Berlin's worries, considering that Hertha is supposed to be the team in in the city, and they're being up, you know, outshone by the Union Berlin boys. How do you think that will make Hertha Berlin fans feel? Well, the fans, the fans will be livid about it, but I feel that for the players' point of view, it sort of helped buoy them on a little bit. I, I think they get they are so they're one of the most complacent teams, and I used to say it quite a while ago in fact it's when I moved to Berlin um, about four years ago I was like right okay I'm going to adopt Berlin uh, um, Hertha Berlin as my club and I, I looked at their record and stuff over time it's when they had like um, who they have there they had um, um, who's your man at so Solomon Kalou um, oh, yeah. yeah, from Chelsea. Uh, Solomon Kalou, um, they had um, Ibicevic and stuff. At home, they were quite solid. They were quite comfortable. But then away from home, they were awful. And now I feel that when they're at home, they expect to win. Mm -hmm. Whereas they, they still try to win before. But they, yeah... yeah I, 
you mentioned at the beginning of the season that you know they're your dark horses for for go, uh, for getting into Me? Europe. I didn't Flo- say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, but to be fair Flo said it's obvious and if I'm honest I sort of backed you as well if they carry on the way they do right now either the 21-22 season or the 23-21-22 uh, season or the 22-23 season they will be 16th at best if they carry on the way they are wow yeah. heard it here from us well, well, the they're they're, 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 they're going to win the Bundesliga now. They're going to win it. Uh, they're going to win the <laughs> Bundesliga in a couple of years. So he sat there with more well, egg on my face. Yeah, well, talk about egg on your face. Let's go to our last game. Uh, and that is Hoffenheim at home to Union Berlin. Um, this was a good my game. boy was, was gassing up as well. My and, boy, yeah, you gassed up Robert Skov. Skov and uh, he came on as a sub quite early, to be fair, and then saw himself sent off in the 58th minute um, after having glowing praise from Gav last week. Um, he is of, a good player. And if anyone player, who watches the Bundesliga pitch. football, they yeah. can see him do what he what he does. He's a, he's, he's a wing-back, but he's a very attack... He's a winger who plays yeah. in wing-back. And right? perhaps that's, that that's would have been better for him to be up the other end of the pitch because the penalty he gave away was a poor penalty to give away. Yeah. It was just foolish. Uh, it, would, it might not have been the... The biggest of push in the back, but is a push in the back when the guy's clean for on goal. Referee had no choice other than to give the penalty and send him off. Uh, and then no from genuine attempts to get the ball. So, but like, also, no, 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 he's made no oh. genuine attempts oh, okay. to get the ball. Yeah. But like that's that's the thing. Like uh, it's mad because the, the the game turned out. Oh, we've lost you. No sound. We can't hear you, Gav. <laughs> he's going to keep talking. And he's just continuing. <laughs> yeah, you can't, we can't hear you, Gav. Sorry, you've lost you there. Um, but we, we will talk about the game. It was a good game of uh, chances on both sides. Union Berlin, uh, a very good, solid unit defensively, I think. Um, and they played really well. And they, 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 they've got a player in uh, Max Kruiser who has been around. Uh, he's been around the Bundesliga for many years, scored goals everywhere he's been. Uh, and he kind of just makes the team look a little bit more, uh, you know, smart moving forward. He, he's he's very clever with his runs. He's not the fittest, he's not the quickest, but he's very intelligent. And uh, it was him who who had the penalty. And um, I believe we have a fact coming from a Mr. Florian. Uh, so Florian, just before we let you go. I'm just going to... Words of wisdom. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I need to be serious. Yeah, I actually have a, a couple of facts. My cruiser, about my cruiser. Is that with the most important one or with the most football-related one? The penalty he scored was his 15th penalty out of 15 he scored. So he's just one penalty away from being uh, the Bundesliga all-time record penalty scorer without missing a goal. The all-time record for scored penalties is like 53, but with fifth miss from Manfred Kalt at Hamburg during the 80s. But Max Kruse could be uh, the first or the second one to score 16 consecutive penalties out of his first 16. and. Talking about scoring, 
Max Kruse definitely knows how to score, not just on the pitch, but also in private. <laughs> He's very famous in Germany for sending some huge videos to girls. <laughs> those those videos and some uh, some uh, some uh, I don't know male male voices, something like that you do on WhatsApp oh, occurred yeah. a couple of years ago, where you could see like his uh, third leg. Maybe that's the reason why he scores so often. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's like the media is, is asking questions him about this. Uh, uh, all the amateur players we love and everyone loves loves making jokes about him. And uh, yeah, in the, in one of the messages he said like to a girl, "Hey, come on, what's going on? Like, I want fun, you want fun, we all want to have fun. We just want to have fun together." And he's like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> where do you stick around? Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun for all the football fans in Germany a couple of years ago. Actually, he also said, do you know the show, the TV show, The Bachelor? Yeah. Or The Bachelorette? Like that? Yeah. Yeah. He, he dated one of the candidates. But no one knew. And all of a sudden in the TV show, he said, like, uh, she said like, ah, oh, yeah, I was dating a fucking Marcuse. And the whole Germany was again like, whoa, what's happening here? <laughs> He's like it's an attraction to, to tabloid uh, news. He, he wants lost. He, uh, he wants lost. Well, he, he scored on the, on a, at a poker table in Berlin at a poker tournament. He was a really big scorer, won a lot of money. However, he lost it. In a taxi on his way home, just lost seventy thousand euros on the backseat of a taxi <laughs> of a cab. <laughs> wow! And that, ladies and gents, was Wolfram's words. Wolfram's words of wisdom. Oh, that's never going to get old. <laughs> never going to get old. <laughs> Uh, so free free one to Union Berlin. Uh, um, they're they're really doing well at the moment. I think they're unbeaten in five as well. Um, goals from Cruiser, Ponyo Pialo, and Tukert, and um, Hoffenheim struggling without Kramerich. Um, so let's let's talk about Hoffenheim first. Um, Gav, I know Flo earlier in 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 the season said Hoffenheim were gonna be that team that could be dark horses. That was with Kramerich. There's a clear difference to to decide without Kramerich to to with Kramerich. Um, hopefully for them he'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. But they played well. I think the red card killed them. But do you think do you think they could have possibly got a point out of this game despite the red card because they had chances? Yeah, um, and what, what I quite enjoyed is that they didn't allow the red card to um, to phase them too much. Yes, they finished. Um, shipping shipping three uh, three goals in total, but it didn't it didn't really bother them. They are they are struggling without Cramerich, but they're not a one man team, and it's weird because when Cramerich is scoring those goals, the, the whole team. Is still oh, he's gone. He's in the matrix. Working together, but I don't understand what 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 the change has been since then. I mean, like the. the yeah. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We yeah. can hear you. Yeah. You can hear me, you just can't see me. We can hear you. Uh, right, so um yeah, um yeah, I'll just Yeah, that's fine. It's probably best um if I'm honest. But um but yeah, um it, it's weird because I felt that the team worked together with Kramerich there 
yet now Cranbridge is gone, it's like everyone's panicking. And I don't understand why yeah. they don't use, adopt the same methods and the same mentality with or without him. Because it wasn't like, you know, like wait, you know like how some teams are such a one-team man where it's like, oh, okay, well, I've got the ball, has got a ping. A bit like how Tottenham were a couple of years ago, where it's like, oh, I've got the ball, I need to pass it to Kane straight away. It's like, yeah. well, no, there are like 10 other players on the pitch. And this is what Hoffenheim were doing with Cranbridge, but now he's gone, they look scared. So they need they need him to get back fit as soon as possible. You know, we've got another week of fixtures before international break. Hopefully he's going to be back um, before then. I didn't, I didn't see what the um, what the injury was um, a couple of weeks back, if I'm honest. Oh, is that all it is? Oh, we'll be back. She'll be back in a week. And then, yeah. um, because yeah, I, like I don't, I don't, two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, he should, he should be fine now. Um, Union Berlin, um, they seem to play with that, with a, with a new style this season. They've got younger players <clears> as well, which is, which I find weird because Union Berlin is a retirement home it's the it's a retirement village of of <laughs> of german football but um i i really enjoyed um Poyan Palo's um goal oh, he tried yeah. not he tried not to <laughs> score yeah um but he was in the right place at the right time he, he made the right run in order to get into that position in the first place um yeah. so I, I felt that was really important um it's annoying that max cruiser um you know, assisted that, and 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 it's also annoying that Max Cruiser also, um, you know, he helped out and was a bit unselfish. Well, with he got more than two assists, didn't he? Max yeah, Cruiser. exactly. It's really yeah. unselfish with that third run because he, he, he could he could he could he could um, put that on himself, but yeah. he's, he's sorted out a t-shirt. Um, Hoffenheim don't need to panic. They'll they'll they'll, they'll be fine. They'll I I still put them down as dark horses for Europe. I think they'll be seventh. Okay, and a quick word on Union Berlin, uh, Flo. How long can they keep this up? You mean in terms of staying connected yeah, to European uh, their form, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I would say they will they will have changes during the during the season. Can we? What's the fixture next week? So if if you tell me the next week fixture, I would say they oh, can. We, we can do that. Actually, we can look at the fixtures right now. Actually. Uh, so these are the fixtures for the weekend. Union Berlin are at home to Bielefeld. Um, okay, they can keep it up at least one week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go through the fixtures, starting with Friday. Um, gone full screen there for you guys. Um, Bremen at home to Cologne, the Friday evening game. Um, Saturday kickoffs, 2.30 kickoffs. We have Leipzig at home to Freiburg, as Leipzig will look to get back into the win column. Union Berlin at home to Bielefeld. The big six-pointer at Mainz. Uh, Mainz at Schalke. It's a massive game, that one, uh, already. And Augsburg at home to Hertha Berlin. Hertha Berlin looking to put a win on the board. Stuttgart at home to Frankfurt. That should be a good game, a sneaky good game there. And then Die Klassiker, obviously. Uh, Dortmund at home to Bayern. Uh, that's a massive game, no matter what time in the season that it pops up. Uh, Sunday, the early kickoff, Wolfsburg at home to Hoffenheim, and then your boys Leverkusen and the five o'clock kickoff at home to München Gladbach. Um, some good games, some good games coming up this weekend. Um, I can't see a bad game this week, this game week. I think game week seven is going to be the best week 
this season. Not to date, like this season. There's yeah. the, 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 there's so much on every single game. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, like, let's have let's have a look. You know, Bremen versus Cologne. You know, Cologne need a win. Bremen have Definitely. had a really good start to the season. They need to get somewhere. Um, Freiburg shouldn't they? They don't need to be slept on. Leipzig can they get a result tonight against PSG? If they don't, then you know there's more added pre- there's added pressure on them to get a win. Um, Union versus Bielefeld is probably going to be the dead game of the weekend. Let's be honest. Right. Well, the um, Union are in. You know they're playing some good stuff. Mm. Um, uh, Augsburg, you know, good game there again. Stuttgart at, back at home, good game. You know, um, Wolfsburg still unbeaten. Yeah, they're still unbeaten this season. And you know, much of Gladbach, you know, they've been scoring goals. They've just beat Leverkusen, uh, um, Leipzig. They've just scored six away from home. They're 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 ready to come against um, Leverkusen. It would be interesting to see the type uh, the type of team that Leverkusen put out in the Europa League this week as well. And last but not least, let's have a look at the table. Um, Bayern back on top. And as we alluded to earlier, that's not where you want to see Bayern Munich if you're a rival fan, as chasing Bayern Munich is akin to chasing Usain Bolt. Uh, You're not going to beat them. Um, Mm. So if Dortmund, it's it's imperative Dortmund get three points. If that can really put a marker down for the season, that's a massive game, massive game. Um, Leipzig fall to third on 13 points, uh, followed by Leverkusen, Mönchengladbach, and Augsburg in sixth, uh, Union Berlin in seventh, uh, level on points with Stuttgart, Bremen, and Frankfurt. Uh, and then as we go down, we have Wolfsburg in 11th, Hoffenheim 12th, Freiburg in 13th, Hertha Berlin in fourth, uh, sorry, 14th, Bielefeld in 15th, and then you have the guys that just can't pick up a win, Cologne, Schalke, and Plucky Mites bottom of the table without any points whatsoever um so some of these games this weekend could really put a shift on this table uh, at the top and the bottom so as as gaff alluded to i think it's going to be a really good game week um any final words from you guys before we start our redesign and we go our separate ways yeah yes yes there is um and it, it comes it came from a question uh, and it's been directed at flow um and it's the Shasunja podcast. He's asked, um Germany, can they win the Euro twenty twenty one? Players like Nabri, Sane, Werner, Muller, Goretzka, Kimmich, Kreuz, Havertz, Neuer, Testegen, who was starting goal, you know, um it was a really, really disappointing World Cup for Germany. What do you expect? Um, if you could try and take take your German hat off, if that is possible, um, what do you expect from Germany in the Euros next summer? Well, um, first of all, Germany is always able to win uh, a, a World Cup or European Cup because it's a tournament squad. You know, like even if we have a bad bad team, we we play like disciplined and uh, have find our way. Sometimes a little sneaky to the finals and all of a sudden you're like European champion or something like that, like 1996 in England where we had just yeah. injured players. But um, I believe 21 is not the time of the team yet. Mm. If they have one so more year to develop until mm. 22, I think this is the, or that's where the focus is also for the German Football Association, for the DFB, 
that they want to win the world championships and they see the European championships as a tournament uh, to gain experiences to develop. So in Germany, it is not expected to win that one. Although we have a lot of uh, class in the, in the team. I think it's But if you look at the last results and the last matches, you, you, you can't imagine this team winning European Cup next year. It's going to be a tough one for anyone to, to be better yeah. than France or, you know, uh, uh, Portugal look very strong. I think it's going to be a very good tournament. I think Germany... Uh, Germany's uh, sorry, I just want to say very quickly off the back yeah. of it, what about Yogi Love? Like, is he going to be... Yeah. Do, 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 do you want him to move on? Um, yeah, I would like him to be replaced. I would have liked him to be replaced after the uh, 2018 World Cup because he really messed up over there. But he has such a big lobby in the, at the DFB that I'm sure he will be our coach at least until the 22 World Cup. Maybe that's kind of clever because uh, in 22 or 2022, the contract of Jurgen Klopp ends in Liverpool and he could maybe uh, take the German oh. national team afterwards. Don't say that. The Liverpool fans will come for you. They're a very passionate bunch. That is what I see him in Gerard in place anyway. <laughs> His contract runs out at the same time. It's going to be the most yeah. random um, manager merry-go-round ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for, for this week's show. So thanks once again to Gav and to Florian. And thank you guys for watching. And just remember, you can catch us on the socials, which are on your screen. So you've got myself at DevoLDN. You've got Gav Mack, whose socials isn't there, but I'm sure he can tell you. Uh, and the, the show's social is at Two Up Top Football, and obviously the at TFB Dugout on Twitter. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do so now. If you haven't liked the video, please do so now. And you can also find Gav at Two Up Top Football on YouTube. And Flo is too cool for Twitter, but he's got all the other <laughs> social media. So uh, you can check him out on those. Uh, thank you very much for watching. We'll be back again with a packed show next week. Uh, reviewing Die Classica and all the other lovely fixtures that we just had a look on. So, it's from us, it's Alvida Zane. Goodbye. Cheers. Ciao.